0: Hello listeners and welcome to another episode of the Mad Scientist Roundtable. This is episode 9 on cannibalism and I am Chris Cogswell and I am joined by my co-host
1: Marie Mayhew. Marie Mayhew.
0: So Marie, we got some exciting stuff today. Mm, Is it a tasty subject? It's going to be a very tasty subject. You know what? Mm. So we are sorry for the delay in the episode going online. Um, We're switching over to slightly different recording methods and different recording styles and whatever. And so there's just a little bit of uh, leeway, I guess, in the the delta, the plus or minus T for our Mm. start here. But anyways, we're pretty excited about this episode, so we are going to talk about cannibalism in all of its forms—the many different types of cannibalism that are out there—and um, yeah, it's going to be pretty gruesome. It's going to be good. So if you are upset by lurid stories of people eating other people, uh, this might not people be an episode eating for people
1: you. People in general, yeah. Yeah,
0: this may not be the episode for you, but um, but it's going to be great. I'm excited, Marie. I'm very excited. So let's get right. <laughs> let's get right into it. All right. Cool. Welcome to the Mad Scientist Roundtable! Tonight's episode, Cannibalism!
1: So, here's what I don't get about cannibalism. And I think it's like, it to me it doesn't make a lot of sense, but cannibalism is still hugely popular it's popular in practically every area of popular Mm -hmm. culture and it's very um it's very uh romanticized in a lot of ways it is extremely romanticized yeah yeah and almost i don't want to say i don't want to say fetishized or idealized but it's like all of the like you get a good horror story and something like you know again like the most popular one of recent times silence of the lambs hannibal and hannibal yeah. the tv show uh even though it got canceled still like hugely sort of this this idealized anti-hero of the cannibal and basically you're talking about somebody who who eats other people <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, basically not a lot of, like right
0: not a lot basically, of nuance there
1: not no. He's a, he's an excellent dresser. He's probably a great good cook. hair. Looks good. Uh, yeah, no. You know he's he's he supposed got great to be hair. a world class right? cook. In fact, a world class yeah. cook, an excellent psychotherapist, <laughs> and he eats people. So it's just like I have a hard time understanding why I should feel compelled to have Amen. interest in a, yeah in that in that cannibal. But it's like it's it's. So persuasive, and that's I think what I have struggled with is like, what's that so, about? What's up with with loving people? That well, you know what?
0: People? So okay, so I think there's I think there's a bunch of different areas that this touches on, right? So, um, mm-hmm. so first off, I think we can generally say so. I think I think in in society generally, and especially in American society, we kind of have we do uh, again we do fetishize, not in the not in the term of, like, a fetish where you're, like, I don't know, wearing leather and shit, right? Like, in terms of fetishizing, what we mean here is we're, like, you, you yeah. turn it into a, a a desirable thing, right? You kind of commodify it, you codify it into yeah. this interesting thing that everyone wants still, some for some reason. And you may not understand why, like Marie's saying, she doesn't understand why right. this idea of the cannibal anti-hero sells as well as it does, because it doesn't appeal to her. The the thing that I find so interesting with it is at least I, I kind of think it's partly and I it's partly the idea of of so you brought this up when we were going over our kind of intro to like okay what are we going to talk about was the idea of the apex predator or the dominant mm-hmm. the dominance sort of thing yeah. right yeah
1: so yes.
0: one yes. so we're gonna we're gonna talk about kind of three major sorts of cannibalism. Um, Today in this episode and they're kind of they're kind of three areas where cannibalism becomes um, becomes kind of boxed in generally and some of them are Mm -hmm. so the thing is when you're talking about um, something like a serial killer or someone with a very interesting um, very complicated paraphilia. Like a like a psychosexual predator. I've always want you know. Today I woke up and I was like, I'm gonna use the word psychosexual in a in a, in a fucking sentence, and I did it, Marie. I did. I did it And I do didn't it. do it at work.
1: I didn't do it at work. Check it's that really box. Important. dude. Double. Um. So double win. Not only did does cause HR somewhere like her <laughs> HR rep just woke up in a cold sweat. She was like, she's all Did those words come together? And she's like, <laughs> Oh, okay, phew. He's not alright, we're it's after hours. I don't yeah. care what Chris does. So the
0: so okay, the so box. the thing so with with uh so anything is generally the 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 thinking is now anything a serial killer uh anything that a serial killer does as part of their modus operandi is um is sexually driven in some way. It's part of their ritual. And generally it's, they believe at least, um, or, you know, it's kind of portrayed this way and it's kind of hard to parse the actual (laughs) science and psychology versus the bullshit that gets out there in the media. But the generally held popular belief, at least that everything the serial killer does, everything the serial killer does is linked in some way to their sexual satisfaction. And so that's sexual, sexual satisfying, or sexual, like a paraphilia, mm-hmm. cannibalism as a paraphilia, which um, for those that don't know, paraphilia mm-hmm. is the opposite of a um, is the opposite of a of a phobia, right? So if uh, philia philia oh, okay. means that you like something, and phobia means you don't like something. So um, to have a paraphilia means you have a a un, an unnormal a para um, like of something sexual. So um, yeah. So anyways, Chris. Chris clearly has read too many books about serial killers. Um <laughs> like this thing, listen, but this thing could become a true crime <laughs> podcast in any day, Maria. All right, if the science shit doesn't work, we could jump uh, right into the pool of true crime. So, dude, I I got to tell you. I do I love know the we have to do crime. some episodes on that. I do love okay. the true crime. So, so anyways, so there's but okay,
1: I would also say I'd also say that it's there's a lot about control, right? Yes. Which kind of fits in with the whole... Absolutely. So that was so that notion that it's like someone who's very tightly round and is their narrative, everything fits yes. within that sort of set of what they're a hundred percent.
0: So and everything I was going to say, that. so, okay, so th- we're talking about this box. And so the, the paraphilia mm-hmm. cannibalism is sort of its own bigger box that kind of fits into everything. Um, or fits everything else in mm-hmm. it. The other two subtypes, I would argue, are the revenge or dominance cannibalism, which is what you were just describing, and then the yes. the magical or um spiritual, spiritual, like the body has some kind yes. of meaning cannibalism, right? <laughs> that the body has the special significance, yes. and so eating the specially significant object gives you power or something like that, right? Now, right. I think yes. that we as a society identify with the dominant or revenge cannibalism archetype, right? Just like we... You know, I mean, whatever. There are movies where like the, you know, a nerdy a guy the guy in thick-rimmed glasses who records a podcast with his friends over the internet, right? He gets he gets a milkshake poured on his head by uh, by the big muscle hunk, right? Those stupid hunks. Some goddamn shock. hunks. Some jock. Um, like so right Some so shock. we 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 kind of today act like we um, identify more with that nerdy guy, but Really, for the vast majority of history, we identified with the hunky guy, right? The argument would be, and that's and this sounds are, yes. again, this is something we're gonna get into later on in this episode. Everything we're gonna talk about here is gonna verge very close to what is known as a just-so story, which is an which is this idea of mm-hmm. it was postulated by Stephen Jay Gould about about biological uh, about evolutionary biology. People would make these stupid arguments, like mm-hmm. the reason that we play, the reason that guys that play guitar play guitar is that it is sexually um, effective. Gets exactly, the
1: it, it, the it helps the them guitar. propagate
0: their genes, right? And so everything people do becomes all about just the ability to send their genes, and it's just a, it's a gross misunderstanding of evolutionary biology. Um, and yes. philosophers love to do it, and so it pissed off.
1: And doesn't explain... Not at all! Marie! Right? There's your outlier <laughs> right there. It's like,
0: <laughs> so, the, no. so, anyways. The interesting thing, I think, with this idea of, of, of a revenge sort of cannibal. So what do we mean, what do we mean by a revenge sort? Mm-hmm. I think the perfect example is, as you said, Hannibal Lecter. Right? Yes. So, a character who... Hannibal in the books and I guess in the TV show, I only got to watch like one season of the TV show and I did like it, but I love those books.
1: I will say, yeah, man, like he's actually really, that was a very well done TV show. And I liked the fact, you know, quick, quick, uh, pop culture diversion here. I mean, imagine coming into the most iconic or one of the most iconic villain roles. It's like stepping in and becoming the yeah, new Darth It's like Vader, a huge, yeah. Right? Like, it's like Anthony Hopkins, sir, Anthony Hopkins is that character. And how do you even, how do you even touch on that? That, that brings anything new interesting. or anything that's interesting yeah. Yeah. to that role. And I think, uh, what, what's his name? Mads, 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 Mil- Mads, Mads, Mickelson, Mickelson, Yes. Mickelson, Mads, yeah. Mickelson. Yes. Like I think really did a really wonderful, low key, charismatic, um, still very humorous take to it and was really good with the foil of um the Grant. FBI agent Grant. I can't remember his name yes you know oh i know Marie. Yes, yes, yes.
0: i have read i have yes, read those books like 50 times probably i love those fucking books those are like my those are like my go-to books if i'm ever like i'm going to the beach oh, i'll just bring like Three of the the, the oh. Hannibal Lecter series, and I'll just read them through. So the the interesting thing with Hannibal is, and as a, as a character, the interesting thing with Hannibal is he the reason why he's a cannibal is something, yeah something psychologically whatever happens mm-hmm. when he's a child, and it it ingrains in him spoiler alert in him yeah the spo- yes. a spoiler alert from like. That's not the worst of the books. The worst of the books is Hannibal Rising. That book was shit. But the third one, Hannibal, is still really <laughs> that book good. Was shit. Um and that movie was shit too. Mm-hmm. Good god. But anyways, the the idea is that um cannibalism becomes linked in his mind with dominance, with uh revenge, with yes. revenge by being wronged. And so throughout the books, anyone that he kills and eats has done something to him that could be just as simple as like you know snubbing him it could be as simple as making him feel yes. like you were rude right so uh yes. one of the famous examples is the the flautist the flute player for the baltimore philharmonic um hannibal is at a as at a production and one of his favorite pieces is ruined because the flute the flute player is not very good and so he kills the flute player and serves his brains to the people on the board of the Philharmonic because how dare they ruin such beauty, right? That's like, and the thing yes. is, and the thing is, yes. like, people don't, I don't think people, I don't think people necessarily, necessarily, well, besides that, besides that yeah, probably not. I don't think people look at that and say, wow, I wish I could do that. But I do think people want that drive for revenge, right? And even something petty, right? Yeah. The, the, what is that the, the the saying? The banality of evil, right? We 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 yes. deal with unkindness and and evil uh, evil if you want to call it that. We deal with unkindness at least.
1: Well, slights and sort of discourteousness, and it's like when I think of Hannibal Lecter, I think of somebody who's got this this code of manners, right? It's very um, it is this this chivalry right. and this and, mannerism and the, and that it's, it's very well, tightly.
0: And the, the thing, thing is as wrapped, you said right? it it's tightly wrapped so even the smallest even the smallest infraction Fraction. leads to an extreme response yeah. and sometimes I think I think people want that you know we all want that we all have that animal mm-hmm. instinct the guy cuts you off in traffic and you're like you know man like you know what I mean like I think everyone has uh, I catch up with you and what,
1: you're a fucking you know, in and out for right. your baby like,
0: you know and I mean listen exactly. I I'm on World Star Hip Hop all the time. All right, I see that happen in humanity every day for my phone. Okay, <laughs> the thing is that you know I, I think we and, and and the thing is too cannibalism is an interesting case of it because cannibalism is so taboo, right? It's so taboo mm-hmm. that it it becomes more than you know. It's not enough to kill the person; you have to eat them too. Right. It, it's, have to it's the ultimate, yeah. it's the ultimate, um, degradation, right. Is the way that we view it. The way I view it yes. is, is the ultimate, like, you know, you're desecrating a corpse. Right. But, and, and, the, and that's the thing, yes. right? Like people, I think, I think people would argue that Dexter Morgan from the Dexter books and series mm-hmm. is a, is mm-hmm. a better, mm-hmm. still a bad person, but a, but a better mm-hmm. person than Hannibal Lecter. Right?
1: Because he doesn't... Yeah, I, I look at it almost like with... So, with cannibalism, it, again, it almost goes back to the apex predator, right? You are... People are biologically... And, a man, I'm going to piss off a lot of the listeners by saying this. So I'm sorry. But, like, really there's, there's a handful of apex predators. And humans are unique in the fact that, you know, we can live anywhere... We, you know, we can build <laughs> we can fire. We can do all of these things. What, what you're today. saying, Marie, is mean, we, we can move. We can move to evolved. any
0: neighborhood and fucking ruin it. That's what you're saying.
1: <laughs> we can move to. We can gentrify we're, the shit. We're bringing a whole We're gonna, whole foods, we're gonna fucking destroy what? the culture. What? Exactly. Oh, God. We're gonna. Do, we 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 are we are the plague. I know. In what, yeah. That kind of respect, but. But when you get to that point, there's very few ways to almost uh, evolutionary one-up on that. And the only thing that I think, like, and especially when you see it with Hannibal, it's like, I am going to erase your totality for being this, for this insult, right? Which, again, can be very slight, but it's always, it always seems like with him it is, it is almost culturally, um, kind of, culturally driven. Like, there's some... There's mannerisms, or there's they've they've insulted his his taste, and so he's going to cook them and eat them, or cook them and serve them to others. Well, you know what? Animals slaughters them like they're like that. And that, I
0: think, is the most important point of it is that you are, yeah, I mean, you just said, okay, Marie, you just said some really interesting stuff. Um. The, I'm not just trying to blow and
1: I don't even like him Wow, Marie,
0: so smart This podcast is fucking awesome Deep, um, smart
1: You know what, but it, it is fucking awesome Let me tell you, my friend yeah, It's okay. It's awesome. We're coming up, these gems We haven't even gotten haven't into, even the got puns. into the fucking like, puns I hope, I hope listeners at home Should be like doing chalk marks About how many bad puns bad we've puns got. So, okay uh, Bad puns about cannibalism
0: Back to the meat of the matter. Um, so the See? this idea of this idea of cannibalism degrading the other person to the level of a non conscious animal, right, is actually extremely mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder if anyone has done any kind of I don't know, like like a philosophical treatise on. On cannibalism, I'm sure. I'm sure there's plenty of freshman philosophy papers on like the fucking, you know, the existential hero and Dexter. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That's always the shit that oh, happens. God, yeah. But, um, for oh,
1: God, yeah, I think I, I, wrote, I definitely like, wrote a bunch of those. Point,
0: Jesus, man. my poor, awesome. my p- poor professor Devries awesome. having to read through my existentialism papers. So the the thing is, mm-hmm. the, so the thing I with know. the yeah. So, for those that don't know what an existential hero is, it comes from a long line of philosophy called existentialism, a long line, kind of a short line, frankly, of philosophy called existentialism that kind of goes from, say, Soren Kierkegaard, and he's... no, None of the existentialists called themselves existentialists at the time. But it pretty much went from Soren Kierkegaard, um, and included people like Jean-Paul Sartre and Albert Camus, and um, mm-hmm. Friedrich Nietzsche, and... Um, you know all kinds of different people. Yes. Martin Heidegger sometimes is included in the list. There's there's a whole a whole slew of them. But one of the important views of the existentialists were that you uh, morals morality should not be an, an objective thing. Morality is fully subjective, right? You should live yes. how you want to live. And so this idea of the existential hero comes a lot from Nietzsche's idea of the Ubermensch or Superman. This um, this person who is broken out of the the master slave dialectic of society, so this idea that why do you act the way you do? well, you don 't kill and um steal and take what you want and do what you want because mm-hmm. there are societal pressures on you, not because there 's any object right. objective moral reason not to you do it because someone has taught you not to do those things and right because it's the socially exactly appropriate. and if and so, if you were able to if you constraint. were able to break free yeah. of that societal constraint you could control the world basically right you could right. you could do what you wanted yes. and so that's the idea of this ubermensch this person that exists outside the bounds of normal society and characters like you know Dexter um, Hannibal Lecter in many ways um, all, you know all kinds of uh, pretty much every anti-hero you can possibly think of would would be part of yes. that idea of this existential hero, um, and a,
1: mm. especially ones that are sort of on this, I again another bad pun, but on the dreadful right. side, like the ones that aren't, but aren't like because you have like the ex, the, the the hero that is like Luke Skywalker, right. right? Which you can argue is not the existential hero, but is more of the archetype of what a hero right. is, in that they they adhere to a social morality and the are... They are pursuants of. They,
0: they're almost of the good, right. They're they're right. almost. They're, they're, f-
1: they're, they're almost flawed on the in
0: their, uh, in their yes. followance of the good. Sometimes they make non-pragmatic yes. decisions in the sake of taking the good. Yes. Whereas they just
1: take. They leave right. Dagobah, man. They're just like, no, man. I gotta go save them up on that King right. Cloud or whatever it is, because you know, yeah, it's like, no, no, you no all right, fine. Uh, sorry, but yeah, I think, and that's the big. Like Chris was saying with existential it's like it comes out of I would say with existentialism it almost comes out of sort of the horrors of absolutely yeah and sort of this this darkness well, the, of the, the sense void that, and like why are we why are we doing this this makes no sense we're pursuing things that have that are fleeting and I don't understand you know why I go to work I don't understand why I pursue these things that ultimately will end in nothing because i'm headed for the grave right and so the the flip of that becomes well those are the things that hold you down yes that's those are the things that those those are the entrapments that will ultimately um kill you before you're actually dead and the goal is to rise above that and to not have any kind of constraints in your life and to constantly be able to reevaluate and understand your life a new right. every every moment, be like I constantly am choosing this action
0: because it's right. what and I wanted to. And the big and the big problem with that, I mean, I'm sure you know we all have mm-hmm. seen the big problem with that already. I'm, I'm certain um, is mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. this is is the fact that other people exist, right? Other people have other people have the right to live um, happily and not yes. be violated as yes. well, right? And that's and that's the part of yes. the that's the part of the existential hero that's part of these, these characters like Hannibal or Dexter or, um, whoever mm-hmm. that they're yes. able to dehumanize the other, the other person. And I think yes. that's a, it's a fundamental thing, Marie. I think it's, I can't believe we didn't think of that before. I feel like you blew my mind, Dude, man. It's
1: like, I'll tell you what, it's the Macintosh. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the, new the Macintosh. Now it's the Macintosh. Well, like Mark Twain said, I believe it was Mark Twain. Kind listener, you can
0: (laughs) can Google uh, it.
1: You can, of course, correct me on this. You you can swing your fist in the air as much as you want. Right, your your right
0: to swing your fist extends as far as my face. Exactly. Yeah, and and, and that's the and that is a very it's a very interesting question though. It's a very interesting question, still, and there's a lot. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of there's a lot of philosophy still out there to be discovered. So, anyways, good stuff. Nice. All right, let's move on to section two.
1: So, besides revenge cannibalism, which is tasty, you also have (laughs) sort of the spiritual notion of cannibalism, which again has. Various roots and has various let's um, say various mores about it, but it's the idea that you eat other people either because you are spiritually compelled to, uh, which can be seen in like Algonquin myth, or you are eating them to take on the strength and the identity and the um, the soul of your dinner, <laughs> which is. Which is a very different idea than being your, your then-revenge or inadvertent cannibalism, which we didn't even get into, which is like, I accidentally ate someone. Which is an entire, I feel like that's almost a sitcom treatise right there. We could, yeah. Seriously. We could pitch that to Fox and have it. <laughs> Dude, we could be rolling in the money we for could, that.
0: We could fucking Another, pitch that to Fox News. Oh, Jesus Christ.
1: Jesus. Oh, my Continue. God. Continue. Story for By, by but, the way,
0: but, by, wait, by but, the way,
1: by the way,
0: we're doing a bonus episode.
1: Uh-oh. Oh, I opened the door. I stared into the void and I saw Fox News and now <laughs> I've unleashed the monster. Chris Cogswell, go ahead.
0: Um, so <laughs> we are we are going to do a special episode, a bonus episode where we talk. We basically yell about science and politics. Politics. It's so oh,
1: we're not just—we're not just going to yell. It is going to be like—it is going to be like Tokyo meets Godzilla, my friends. That's what we're going to do.
0: So it's going to be pretty good. It's going to be pretty good. So yes. Anyways, continue, Marie. About, about about the uh, continue, Marie.
1: I was excited. I was like, I got
0: excited there. Okay. So excited. Okay. Uh,
1: and I even lost my place because I was so excited because I started to think about what I'm going to be talking about. before. I was like, I, I got the CBO scores. I know everybody on the CBO staff that we're going to talk. Okay, so basically, there are the two kinds. However, the thing with with um, sort of the spiritual quote-unquote idea of cannibalism is again, you're, you're you're taking on the soul of the other person. So yes, and this is this has been uh, you know again in lore in legend historically in human sacrifice all the way down to sort of more recent times but it's still you know it it is a juxtaposition to sort of the angry like i eat this person to deny their existence to i eat this person to affirm and celebrate quote-unquote their existence and take this and and embody their existence so i don't know if there's several different myths about it. I would say the one that I'm always interested in, and again, they do pick this up in Hannibal, both the TV show and others, the Wendigo, which yep. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right, the Algonquin myth of the spirit that roams the forest that is basically this demon who, um, if you encounter it, you will uh, you will be possessed to eat other people. Yeah. So it's this it's this idea that it, you will, and it's it's not exactly revenge, but I would say it's definitely this, this spiritual acts, aspect that you, if you come into its contact, that's what it possesses you to do. Yeah. But the problem with it is you you embody all of the all of the souls of these people, but you will never be you will always be famished. You will never be sated by by your right, appetite. It's, it's your the, appetite always exceeds.
0: It's the basic story of the werewolf, right? You you become yes. inflicted with this thing. Your 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 appetite will never be sated, and you're just going to keep eating other people until it's over, right? Yes,
1: an American werewolf in London.
0: Yes, <laughs> right. Yes. Now, yes. Uh, the thing that's really interesting with this is so this has a lot to do with our. This has a lot to do with the idea that. The body is a magical thing, right? It's a vessel for this this thing we don't understand, called the consciousness, right? or the soul. soul. people want to call it that, yes. right? Yes. it and it's it's very strange to think that at the moment of death, right? You cross from being alive to dead that this body stops being associated with that consciousness, right? It's very hard for people to think that way. And I think it's honestly one of the biggest strange, it's extremely strange. And it's, It's you know, it's one of, it's one of the big, the biggest questions we still have left to answer, right? It's a, it's a very weird thing. And it's the, it's, you know, and it's for anyone that's, for anyone that's had a relative die, right? And a relative that they've seen the body of, or, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. um, it's very hard to, to go from a, a person to a object, right? Because that's yes. ultimately what a corpse is, is it's an object without any meaning, any significance besides personally to you, right? If you, yes. if you take the scientific view, if you take this more spiritual view, then the body has some significance. It was once yours, right? I mean in the, in the last right. episode on shadow people, we talked about how in some cultures the shadow itself is considered to be a part of you, Right, yes. not just a not just a a thing that happens because light doesn't transmit through your body. No, right. It's, it's the
1: negative. It's yeah. right. It's
0: something that connects to your spirit, and mm-hmm. so um, and so in the sense of it of other people taking on the body of someone else to become to become like them or to take on their properties. That's kind of like that's that's all that's almost a, a a person in the. I don't know. A person in the Middle Ages might have thought that was a more logical way of thinking of it than we do. I doubt that very highly. Actually, I'm just thinking about the kind of giant trench graves they fucking dug and stuff. But you know what I no. mean. Yeah,
1: no. It no, has no, no. it has
0: very magical and very kind of important significance to a lot of people for different reasons. Now, the thing that I find so fascinating, Marie, is that that is the reason that a lot of real cannibals give for why they've eaten people mm-hmm. okay so this is there's a case mm. of uh, i think i'm saying his name correctly if i'm not i apologize please don't eat me his name is um issei sagawa or mm-hmm. is or is that uh, whatever issei sagawa i think is his name he um in 1981 in paris murdered an eight Uh, a friend of his, a Dutch, uh, woman named Renee Hartfeld. Now, the thing was, crazily, Mm. he had claimed that he had been a cannibal his entire life. Pretty much. He, he always had cannibalistic desires, right? He, he always wanted to, um,
1: how does that, how do you, uh, again, again,
0: it, it it becomes, it becomes a weird, the the argument here would be that it became a kind of a weird sexual thing, right? It, it, he again, if you're if you're doing it to take the properties of someone else, if that's what he thinks. So this is the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, go, let's go back to the beginning here. The reason that he said he killed and ate um, heartfelt this this woman, um, mm-hmm. Renee, was that he wanted to become beautiful like she was.
1: Uh, right? So he mm-hmm. thought
0: that he was ugly and and whatever, and she was beautiful. And so he wanted to eat her to become beautiful. Right. Now uh-huh. he was then he, he was charged and, um, sent to a mental hospital basically for criminal criminals, violent criminals, mm-hmm. and then was released into Japan. And he's, he's been a minor celebrity since he was released. Um, he's been in a mo- He was in a, he was in a movie. He was in a movie, in a movie titled, uh-huh. the English title would be unfaithful wife, shameful torture. Um, He's written a, bu- a couple of books about the murder and eating people. He's, um, no, he's, he's,
1: Fitzgerald said, Fitzgerald says there's no second acts, right? Listen, there's no listen. second acts. It was clearly just moved to Japan. Okay, he can um, eat some people and still, you know, cashing the royalty. He has become a, he, he was for a time
0: a restaurant reviewer.
1: Oh, what? Oh, for come on. a Japanese on.
0: Mag- magazine titled Spa. Okay. <laughs> He has claimed he has claimed What am I doing
1: wrong? I don't know. I don't know. How can you come
0: back from that? What am I doing wrong? How can you come back from that? It doesn't make any fucking sense. No. You fucking eat someone, you admit to it, you fucking murdered someone, and you become a fucking you get to you get to write restaurant reviews. I wanna be a restaurant reviewer.
1: What the fuck? I would, there's an excellent chance I may consider eating somebody if I actually could be
0: a <laughs> if I could, if I could reviewer. Stop, if I could stop right? working and become a restaurant reviewer. Here's the now, idea.
1: Here's where, we're, we're going to let you write, <laughs> write reviews for the New York Times, for, for, you know, whatever, Paris, for whatever. All you got to do is just maybe just, you know, try a rib. Oh check this out. Goodness. Try some fricassee. And I'd be like, Okay. Now, now,
0: here's, now, here's the issue, right? Here's the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the issue. I mean, that's an issue anyways. The, the, the There's another side to this idea, though, of the body being magical or important and therefore cannibalism being something um, kind of hmm. worthwhile, something that's important to do, right? Right. The other side of that is what is known as endocannibalism. Okay? Endocannibalism okay. is basically the practice of eating the flesh of an honored relative so you do it mm-hmm. within a within a system within a society and you mm-hmm. eat the person's body because you want to honor them by not allowing their body to decay right they they remain a part of the tribe they remain a part of the society yeah right now here's the thing right this mm-hmm. is a like what percentage of the US population is christian right something like probably yeah. 60% maybe
1: yeah i think like yeah in the high 50s 50,
0: 50 yeah. high 50s so yeah. 50% exactly. of the us population believes that that's what they're doing every sunday
1: exactly right well, is yeah, is yeah. jesus'
0: body yes, and is- blood is transmuted the, the yep. host the host and the wine is transmuted into his body and blood and yes. you're consuming it um, to become like spiritual. Jesus, yeah right. You're so yes, it's, so it's that's not. Excellent point. It's not that weird of a thing for us, right? Uh, now so this.
1: Here's where it gets weird.
0: Here's where it gets weird. I mean, that's kind of weird, Marie.
1: Well, okay, so yeah, <laughs> I will say, okay, so not. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Uh, yeah, okay. I would say what's weird about it is normally um normally the person's dead, right? Of natural causes. I mean, yeah. To be when you decide to <laughs> choose or oh, if you decide kind of like hey, Jesus Christ, again you are you are you're taking on you're eating his flesh, you're drinking the blood and that is a huge symbolic you know, it's a wafer. Right. And then listen, and listen, line. listen.
0: It is. I it is symbolic. Did. We're not. We're not.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay.
0: Like, listen. I listen. I was listen. raised. I was raised a good listen. Catholic boy, Marie. I yes. know ah. not to take things literally. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> just because. I mean, if you think it is literal, fine. But we're just. We're not making any claim either. Fucking. Way.
1: No. 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 I was going back to your other. Like, yeah. I'm assuming that our viewers probably. You know don't if if what we're saying had also yeah uh trigger alert if what we're saying actually drives you to cannibalism hey
0: <laughs> <laughs> they were gonna be offended before I mean those are talking about cannibalism I think Where, before yeah. we got to the tricky theological questions they were already offended
1: it's they were fine. already offended but I would say with with the um with Renee Renee did not die of natural causes necessarily, no, she so she didn't have Yes, she was murdered. Ah. And so it's like, that's to me, it's like, okay, so the endo... What was it called? The endo Endocannibalism. Puppet, endocannibalism is like, that's yes. the corpse.
0: I understand that's what the, you
1: mean. Yes, the person's already, they've already, they've shuffled off this mortal coil. Right. They are now gone. Okay. And, you, and you've got this, but... If you've got somebody who's alive and kicking,
0: that's yeah. a little different. So, right. So, so we're going to get into, that's actually the next, the next mm. section here is Ooh, tricky yes. moral questions. But mm-hmm. I had, I had two, mm-hmm. I had two points. I had two things actually. Um, mm-hmm. I want to read a section from paper, but first what's really interesting is um, when you're charged, like if, if the police found out that you were a cannibal, there is no law against cannibalism on the books in most places, right? There's no law. Cause like how fucking often does it happen? Right? Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa! So in the United States, there's actually no federal or state-driven like. I think in,
0: I think it depends on the state, but in general, no. Right. So what what you get charged with? What you get charged with is things like uh, desecration of a corpse. Or you get charged with yes. like like murder for murdering the person, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And actually, that was the case with Sagawa, Was there is no charge for cannibalism? So he was he got in trouble for murder, I think. But um, still, like, you know, it's, it, there's tricky legal ways to get around it. But one of the that's really interesting is, um, do you know what Mopery is, Marie?
1: No. okay, am still hung up on the fact that there's states out there that think, hey, yeah. I, I will. I'm gonna deny you coverage and dictate what you can do with but your you body. You can fucking eat someone else's woman, body. But hey, man, let's <laughs> BBQ. You know.
0: <laughs> so okay, um. Mopery. Mopery is from um, the only reason I know about Mopery is from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back,
1: which um, oh, we
0: talk about before sweet. every fucking episode, practically. And and if Kevin Smith is listening or Jason Mewes, um. We would fucking be intensely happy. Please contact Sean. us. That would be amazing.
1: Oh my but, God. Um, right, you know what? We're going to stock your asses. We may not eat. <laughs> don't say that Marie. Stock your God. asses. This is good shit. I love them so much. Um, Anyways, keep going. Okay.
0: So in Jay on the Bob Strike Back, I think it's in that one, or maybe it's in Mallrats or Chasing Amy oh or whatever, but God. someone someone asks what Mopri is and Jay says that it's it's flashing. Or no, I don't even think it is from that. I think I'm getting this mixed up with my friend again. Um <laughs> When I when I was a kid, I think on the school bus someone told me that mopery was flashing a uh flashing someone who couldn't respond. is what <laughs> mopery was. But actually what actually mopery is is it's the action of committing a minor or petty offense such as loitering. Right? Uh-huh. I think what I'm thinking of is in JSL Bob when he's like, "What suspicion and mischief?" and he's like drive around on car hood. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, OK, now here's the thing. Oh eating, eating people, though, is not good for you. OK, you shouldn't be eating people. <laughs> um, this is from a paper on. Um, here's, here's the
1: public service announcement. This paper, this paper is titled
0: Mortuary Rights of the South Four and Kuru from the oh Philosophical Transactions B of the Royal Society of London Publishing House. Um, biological section, biological sciences section. Now, here's the thing. Kuru is a very rare um, disorder, basically a neurodegenerative disorder, so your brain it's, it's a prion disease, so basically your your brain becomes a sponge, pretty much. Yes. Now, the word Kuru comes from the foray word Kuria cur- or Guria, which means to shake. Because when you get the, this disease, your You're body right. starts to shake because you can't your brain isn't working anymore, right? right. Now, because it's Swiss cheese. Now, this was, became important because the foray tribe of Papua New Guinea uh, practiced endocannibalism, or furin, you know, funerary cannibalism. When someone mm-hmm. of the tribe died, they would eat their body, And so this prion disease spread like fucking crazy, right? Now, uh. here's the thing: it, it was an epidemic for a small period of time. Right, and it has a long incubation period. The incubation period is between ten to fifty years, like other prion diseases. It can be very long. Right Mm -hmm. now, the interesting thing is that it appeared to travel, transmit mostly to people who ate the brains and the females Mm. of the tribe and the children usually ate the brain, Um, and that's where most of the prions are concentrated because it's a it's a brain disorder. Right, Mm -hmm. Um, and it was most prevalent amongst children and women. Now, here's the thing: if you Google the word Kuru, K U R O, or K U R U rather, it is also Mm -hmm. the name of a shoe company who could not be fucked to Google the fucking word of their company before they choose the name. Okay, that is ridiculous. That's like I don't know. That's like naming your I don't know. It's like naming your fucking. Kid I can't even Adolf. think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you know what yeah, I mean? No. Oh, Marie, I have a new, I have a new T-shirt company brand. You don't want to hear what it's called? Tell me, Chris. It's called sodomy. Ah, it's like what? Yeah. The- what are you doing? <laughs> right? It's called. It's called AIDS. <laughs> my com- My company's name is Parkinson's. Like, are you <laughs> fucking? I- Were you an idiot? Like, what's? Oh my god, I can't get over it. I could not believe that Kuru is the name of an actual fucking company. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I actually think. Those are actually pretty good
0: names for teachers. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so this is from this paper Mortuary Rites of the South Foray and Kuru by Jerome T. Whitfield, Wendagi H. Paco, John Kalinj, and Michael P. Alpers. The intro yes. goes as the follows. Quote, Early anthropological studies in the Kuru-affected region suggested that the reason for the practice of eating dead kinfolk was primarily gastronomic, and that it had no ritual <laughs> or spiritual role, despite the normative rules about who should or could consume various parts of the body at mortuary feasts. Later works have explained the role of endocannibalism in the epidemiology of kuru and emphasized that the body was eaten out of love as well as for gastronomic appreciation, which was not the intended purpose of the practice but its result. So sidebar here. So they're saying that they had it, they ate it gastronomic because
1: gastronomic appreciation. Like, they ate it
0: because of love, but also it kind of tasted good. So like it these funeral good. things. Like once Uncle Barry looked like he was getting kind of old. People were like, let's fucking do this, dude. Let's get into it. He
1: looks good. Are Right. They also. Gastronomic appreciation. They also. Is the worst <laughs> way ever. Oh, boy. To say. Oh, boy. To be like, let's just own, <laughs> let's eat just him own up. Let's just own Let's just own it.
0: Okay, let's continue. They also pointed out the importance of kinship, gender, and age in the participation at mortuary feasts to the transmission and spread of the disease. More recently, the term transumption has been used to describe the eating of dead kinfolk among the foray. Transumption has been (laughs) defined as the mortuary practice of consumption of the dead and incorporation of the body of the dead person into the bodies of living relatives, thus helping to free the spirit of the dead. This practice Mm. had deep significance for the foray people and their neighbors. Now, (laughs) that's really interesting because it, it basically says that when... So the thing is, in 4 culture, they have, they have this idea of five souls of the person, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, only one of the souls gets to the land of the dead immediately at death, right? Okay. Other ones are kind mm-hmm. of stuck in, like, you know, one of, one of the souls, the ama, is um, kind of stuck on earth. These other ones are stuck on earth until these funerary rites are performed. Right? Which one's the most tasty? So gee, come on, Marie! So the so the idea is that the reason that they're eating their relatives is because um to 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 help them move on, right? You can't leave ah, until your body's okay. gone. Or these important parts are gone. Anyways, okay. the other thing that I find very fascinating with this is that um this is probably one of the few cases where um, one of the few cases, this is, Jesus Christ, the, let me restart this section, holy god, the, the thing that I find most fascinating about this, Marie, is that this is one of the many, in, another fucking instance where the women of the tribe are getting shit on, because they're eating the yeah. goddamn brains, It's <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, it's never that's good. exactly it. That's exactly, you know. Hey, I've got it. What, what I also love is that the Royal British Society came up with trans, what was it? Trans, transumption. Trans, transumption. Transumption, which is so fucking awesome and so elitist. Right. Like basically saying they're eating other people. That's transumption. No, no, no. What it is, is you're, it's cannibalism. They're eating other people. But we're going to put a really, we're going to put this nice sort of. You know, more uh, rarefied, uh, literary, educational spin on it.
0: Now, the really interesting thing with this, the really interesting thing that I think is really cool with this paper is that it's actually Mm -hmm. available um, for free online. So we're going to put a link to it um, from PubMed right on the website. So you can go and read this whole paper. It's really fascinating. um, That is fascinating. About the spread of Peru.
1: Even though I'm dogging on it, it is very interesting. That's very cool. All right.
0: Anywho... Hey, Marie, you know what's awesome?
1: I'll tell you what's awesome. Besides cannibalism? <laughs> no, I I've got nothing. I've got nothing. Go ahead.
0: The Dark Myths Podcast Collective.
1: Oh. It's pretty awesome. Actually pre- they are pretty good. They're, They're pretty, a pretty fucking pretty great. Bunch
0: of and the thing is, too, that this month we have a special podcast from the Dark Myths Collective to be highlighting for all of you. Now, Ooh. you know that my tastes run more towards the scientific side and mm, like facts, yes. whatever. I definitely read a lot yes. of nonfiction books. Yes. <laughs> and Marie is the artistic side of this whole enterprise here.
1: Which loosely interpreted means I will make shit up <laughs> at the drop of a coin. <laughs> Fuck it, man. Bug yes.
0: It. Now, we have a really great show for you to check out this month. Uh, this Now, we have a great show for you to check out this month. It is called A New Winter from the Dark Myths Collective. So, A New Winter Mm -hmm. is an audio drama podcast set in a small British town in the winter of 2000. When a series of murders and disappearances start to occur, one man makes it... I have to start that again. Fuck. So... A New Winter is an audio drama podcast set in a small British town in the winter of 2000. When a series of murders and disappearances start to occur, one man takes it upon himself to try and solve this horrific mystery by delving into the unknown. This is his story. Subscribe now and enter this mysterious town. Who knows? You may never
1: leave. Here's Now, here's what I like about this. It is very atmospheric.
0: Yes. And
1: gets you right away, and... That to me is like, like, like you, I'm not a huge follower of dramatization in podcasts. No, but this one's really great. This is some good spooky shit, y'all. This
0: one's awesome. I highly suggest it. We highly yes. suggest it. Please check it out. Follow them on Twitter. Follow them on Facebook. Do all the cool stuff you do for us for them. And please, we would love to hear if you like the show. And that's, that's great. It's going to be awesome.
1: Very you're gonna much love so. it.
0: And listen love to the it. Dark Myths Collective. We are a very proud member.
1: So I would say one of the other one of the other Venn diagram circles in cannibalism that we actually haven't really talked about is survival cannibalism. Yes.
0: 100%. Right?
1: Which so we've talked about sort of cannibalism for spite. Right in revenge cannibalism for Spiritual but what about like basically Cannibalism for necessity
0: Right I guess right
1: No other option except for Eating other people Yeah
0: there's yeah the the, the difference Between self directed Cannibalism like I am gonna be a cannibal today Versus like holy shit We're stuck in the forest without any food And Billy just croaked And his leg is looking mighty Fine (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's. It is. It, it's starting to snow. It's getting cold. We've eaten all the shoes. We've eaten all of the, the oxen, the horses, the dogs. We've eaten all of our kuru. We've eaten all the kuru. We, it, there is no other option except we to ate all to the begin to eat the corpses. Yeah, and I think that this is within again, sort of secondary to like the new idea of the romanticized cannibal. This is hugely popular and has really permeated a lot of. A lot of literature and a lot of art, yeah. um, and a lot of, I would say, just in general. And it's fucking happened. Known. And, it, and it happens, which is like fucking, like, can you imagine? Like, that's where you're at? Like, that's God. where your headspace is at? Like, and everybody knows, like, Donner Pass or uh, Alfred Packard, which I went to the University of Colorado, and Alfred Packard was the unofficial mascot. It's kind of they, they had Alfred Packard Day which you would go out and they would have huge barbecues and like you know beer fest and it was like yeah oh but um, anywho um, but <laughs> there's a, again there's a, if, if you look at um, the Essex, which was a ship that was a whaling ship that was sunk by a whale and the survivors were able to get into a boat Uh, however the result of it was that they ran out of food they ran out of water and they ended up having to eat one another that's the inspiration and the true story behind Moby Dick Mm
0: -hmm, so
1: mm and you know and I would say that uh, Melville doesn't really get into so much you know he's much more interested in the ginormous white whale
0: oh my god and other people eating people really quick.
1: Part of that. Yes.
0: That I you don't know how badly I wanted to love Moby Dick, Marie.
1: Seriously? Moby Dick's so
0: awesome. What did you love about that? That's Dude, great I story. I loved I loved most of it, but then there were chapters where he like where he's like let me tell you about baleen whales. And it's like, "Oh my god, shut up." Shut up, you idiot. I'm not reading this book about baleen whales. I'm reading it about the giant fucking white whale that's fighting with Ahab. So
1: I keep quad, fl- and, and Starbuck, right? Starbuck is the first mate. Um so I love Moby Dick, and the reason I love Moby Dick was because the first mate said no one should get in the boat who doesn't fear the whale. Yeah. Right? So absolutely. if you do not if you if you do not fear what is going to kill like and that is ultimately what kills them is that they, they have no fear in a lot right. of ways. Like they're driven to they're driven to kill the thing that makes no sense to them. But if you uh, come not in the boat, if you don't, if you if you do not fear the whale, Or I can't even remember right. the exact quote. I've been trying to find it for. I've even gone back and reread it, and I'm like, maybe that was in the TV adaptation. I can't remember, but it's it is
0: one of my favorite stories. You thought of a ball-in quote. I don't know. It was.
1: A, it is a fucking ball-in quote, and I'm like, man, quote. that is some good shit. But quote. but like, I never had an idea that that, that the Essex was behind it, and also. Um, Another, from the same, similar time period, was the SS Terror and the Ebris, which was um, basically Franklin's doomed attempt to find uh, Northwest Passage, right? So a very famous, it's 18, I want to say like 1845, uh, Sir John
0: Francis... We should do an episode huh. on the Northwest Passage.
1: Ah, uh, the Northwest Passage is, is nobody's bitch, man. It has it has put it has put every single explorer or a number of them to shame and to basically that was
0: a myth that fucked people up real hard for a long fucked time. Fucked
1: them up, fucked them up, and basically again, Which like interesting. a famous explorer, um, you know, is going to take these two ships out. It's going to put is going to figure this stuff out. Went up there, froze, and then. What is the legend that comes out of it? It's basically a lot about cannibalism, and it's it is sort of this idea that if you overstretch, if you yep. overassume, if you if you reach, if it's hubris-driven for the idea of you know of conquest and of exploration for not for knowledge but for for gain and for country, then you will end up eating one another in the frozen snow. <laughs> And I will say Dan Simon's one of one another awesome book The Terror is about this story and it is it is some creepy shit and it's really, yeah. really good
0: yeah it's really good so the so I think that what what we're getting at here is that there's also a very fine there's a very fine moral line with cannibalism in many ways right yes. if you're stuck if you were stuck on a a boat uh, capsized at sea Mm-hmm. where um you were you were you know not land in any site no hope of rescue for the time being
1: it's frozen um, in the snow the ice and
0: you and you had to eat for another uh, you had to survive for another day or two mm-hmm. right just in case you could survive um would you eat someone who had already died on the ship you don't even have to kill them they're already dead right the, the, yeah. it, it's a it's an interesting question and the thing is though too, that I mean that is a very interesting moral question. There are some really interesting legal questions about cannibalism ongoing today. Um, so this this came up a little bit, this idea of cannibalism as a as a sexual thing. Um, God help us all. Every day we stray farther from his light, Marie. I Over love, time. I love, I fucking love that meme so much. I love it. I love, like, you see, you see someone on, like, you know, on, I don't know, ah. I can't even think of it, on, like, Yahoo Answers, and it's like, when will they make anime real? <laughs> and then someone will put, like, every day we stray farther from his light, and I'm, I'm just, bah, I laugh like crazy every fucking time. Anyways. Um, So it was a recent case in New York City where a cop was, or I think he was a cop. Yeah, Um, he was a cop. He was was a cop, was arrested for seemingly planning to torture and eat an ex-girlfriend, pretty much. And he was on a forum. He was on a forum online for people that are cannibal fetishists, right? And so, um, and so, but th- his his isn't even the the craziest fucking story about this, right? <gasps> the there's an even crazier story about it if you can believe it. So, Serve and protect. So this is it. the story of Armin Muse. So Armin Muse um, was a German computer repair guy, and he um is now known as the Rottenberg Cannibal or Der Metzgermeister or the Master Butcher. So Der Metzgermeister what, what Muse did basically was he was a member of a um he was a member of a online message board where he would discuss his his fetish for killing and eating someone else. And um he put a he put an ad up basically Asking if anyone wanted to be eaten by him, if anyone was willing. And uh, a lot of people, is, yeah. and the Tinder. thing is, like a lot of, which is normal Tinder. Uh, we'll call Tinder. it, we'll call yeah. it tender.
1: For those of you keeping track at home, that's about seven. That's, that's excellent. About seven. That's, that's about phenomenal. Seven, seven excellent. It's poems. a pretty good one.
0: It's a pretty great one. They've all been pretty phenomenal. So the issue. Oh. So, so here's the thing. He posted this thing asking if anyone wanted to be eaten. It was a couple mm-hmm. of years later that burned Jurgen Armando Brandis, an engineer from Berlin, answered his advertisement and was like, "Yeah, you know what? I kind of do want to be killed and eaten by someone else." And um uh. they they agreed. They like wrote a they had a contract. They they actually videotaped it. They were emailing back and forth. The day before, Brandis supposedly like kind of cheekily emailed him and was like, "Well, I'll I'll be the breakfast, lol." <laughs> it's like, dude, you're gonna be dead tomorrow. Like, what are you doing? And so, so he gets there with him. He mm-hmm. gets with them. They're they're planning on videotaping this whole thing. Um, he gets there. Brandis says, "You know what? I don't think I can go through with it. I'm chickening out." And he goes, "Well, what if you drugged me and got me really drunk?" <laughs> Right, so he suggested that supposedly to him. Um, Muse is like, yeah, I mean, like, I paid you to get eaten, and, like, you not getting, like, needs not happening, so we're going to, like, what's happening here? You oh know I get a refund. So he, uh, so then he drugs him. He, you know, gets him drunk, whatever. Um, they, like, it gets really gross. They end up um, eating a part of Brandis' body together. Um, supposedly supposedly, right? And uh-huh. then, um, and then Brandis, uh, died. He died. Oh, yeah. Probably from so blood loss, right? I mean, from, neither from of these they put is- him. He put him in a bath um, to mm-hmm. run it out, and so, um, it's pretty crazy, so, um, so he ended up, he ended up finally murdering him by stabbing him in the throat, and then hanging the body on a meat hook after he he strangled, or he stabbed him, Whoa. and then he ate, he ate 44 pounds of the guy. Dude. Okay. Um, so, Muse uh. was then arrested. He was convicted. Um, mm-hmm. And the thing was, hey, when he got arrested, the reason that he got arrested was because he almost got away with it. The reason he got arrested was that he posted on the forum again being like, Yo, this worked really great last time. Let's do it again, somebody. And so some guy that evidently was just, I don't know, like I don't know, pie curious. <laughs> what do we say? Um, someone who was just a little bit, you know, unsure about if he actually wanted to be eaten or not. Um called. He was up probably the police, like huh? Called the police like a... and was like, I think this guy actually ate someone. Holy shit.
1: This is um, beyond gray area at this point. This isn't yeah. just fetishism so, in fantasy land. I think he might have ate someone. So they so
0: him and, him and Brandis, Muse and Brandis, met in 2001, in, of March of 2001. Mm-hmm. He was arrested in December of 2002. So he was, like, doing pretty good for a long time and not in trouble, right? Now in prison, he is a vegetarian. He says that he thinks there are around 800 cannibals in Germany alone.
1: Right. Really? Okay. Well, I uh, I mean, how but the, um, I don't know. I mean, how again, like what's this data set? Where is he getting well, this yeah, from? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Is this randomized? What's this, you know, what's, what's the control? What's this control? Is, is this What's this control? Now, is this, now, the is this a double blind? The interesting is a thing, study?
0: Is, of course it's not. The interesting thing um it's double it's a double rub, Marie. <laughs> It's double breaded. The <laughs> oh Jesus! I'm like I was really like we we had a really great dinner tonight. Katie's a phenomenal cook, and now I'm like I'm like thinking about like the leftovers in the fridge, and I'm like,
1: eh,
0: eh you know. Anyways the the interesting thing with this is like where do you, we draw the line at what consent is? Yes. Can yes. you give consent to be murdered by someone and eaten?
1: No, and I would right? say. No, I. So we and we were having this uh discussion. I feel that you know it, he did not give consent. Or there's no way that this man or so. This this person who comes and he's like, I want to be. Basically, he is saying he wants to be killed. He wants to die. It's a, yeah. it's not a fetish about being eaten. It's a fetish about uh he's suicidal. So really. If you if if he's in this space, it's a cry for help it's not mm. a cry to actually have something like this happen, even if that's what his intent is and he's sitting there with a knife and he's saying, "I want you to you can drug me and then you you know we're going to cut off my arm and eat it that still does not is in my right. mind still does not. Consent to the fact that you should do this. Like there is you know, and again, you know, Nietzsche may disagree, but that's where I would say, Hey, you know what? We live in a world that this is not this is not something that is right, we can- acceptable.
0: You right. We, get we help We the draw percent. the line we draw the line generally as a society at making mistakes that can ruin your life. Yes. Unless they have to do with money. In which yeah. case we let you ruin your fucking life. Yeah. Anyways, that's yes. for the politics episode. Or, health. anyways,
1: I mean, by all or all health means. too. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Now, well, yeah. now here's the interesting thing, right? Um, hmm. We're talking about all this stuff about about uh, you know cannibalism in the in the human world, but hmm. where does cannibalism come from? Right? Is cannibalism a a natural thing? right now this has this has mm-hmm. a lot to do with the way that I'm, I just said that suggests something called the naturalist fallacy which we've talked about a lot on the show basically what it is is that if something is natural if it seems to be the way things have always gone if it seems the way that nature intends something to be it must be the right thing right we ought right. so it's, the, it's uh, we, we ought to do yes. something if it's natural and that's not usually the case because a lot of things are natural that are terrible and this is yes. probably one of those cases so Um, So, interestingly, humans are not the only great ape that cannibalizes themselves. So, chimpanzees in the wild have been seen to cannibalize people... uh, People, Jesus Christ. Chimpanzees in the wild have been seen to cannibalize other chimpanzees. Um, And that's actually true of bonobos as well. Now, the interesting thing is that it's relatively common for them to cannibalize and kill members of other chimpanzee social groups, right? So this is a, this is actually a abstract from a paper that Jane Goodall wrote called Infant Killing and Cannibalism in Free-Living Chimpanzees from Folia Primatologica. And so um, this, the abstract to this goes, quote, and it's from uh, 1977, abstract, Male chimpanzees at the Gombe National Park were twice seen to attack stranger females and seize their infants. One infant was then killed and partially eaten. The other was rescued and carried by three different males. Once, several males were found eating a freshly killed stranger infant. A similar event was observed in Uganda by Dr. Suzuki, and Dr. Nishida reports an incident from the Mahali Mountains, Tanzania a different kind of killing occurred at Gombe, when a female and her daughter killed and ate 3 infants of other Ooh. females of the same community during a 2 year period there's evidence suggesting that other wow. infants may have died in this way now so so it's it's pre- it's relatively common wow right it's not super it's not super common but it is relatively common and like they said it's not just found in Um, In other social groups, right, where it's like two tribes of chimpanzees attacking each other, it's found within the same tribe sometimes for dominance or for mating position or whatever. Now, interestingly, though.
1: Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, to jump in, uh, you know, again, it's not just male chimps. It's female chimps. females
0: as well. So it's very interesting. Yeah,
1: that's. Yeah.
0: Now, here's the thing as well it has now been reported relatively recently. So this is from January of 2017 Mm. that not only do they do this for, um, seemingly social hierarchy reasons, they also seem to do it because they have rage almost or, or hatred for another, an an ex member of their group. So, um, so this story is from Senegal, um, a group of chimpanzees, so they had an alpha male, this, tr- this, this troop, this group of chimpanzees. I don't know what you call it, a group of chimpanzees. Um, I know it's a cuddle of pugs, but I do not know a for chimpanzees.
1: Cluster. What is it? Yeah, that was one of my favorite parts of the... Uh, of the um,
0: Animal talking or whatever episode.
1: No, it wasn't animal talking. It was oh, no. people it was, setting was, on it was, fire. It was spontaneous yeah. combustion, and you yeah, were like, that was a good one. so hey, by the way... A group of bunnies is called a cuddle.
0: That's pretty phenomenal. So... <laughs> so,
1: like, yeah, this, aww, so the, <coughs> this is not nearly as sickening as I thought it was, because bunnies are no, it's so not cute. So
0: okay. So chimpanzees have, like we said, a social hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And so they're... Um, the way it works is there's usually like one alpha male, and then he has kind of like a group of other males around him that kind of back him up.
1: Yes, it's, sort of, right, so, it's like entourage. <laughs> yeah,
0: I was going to say, it's kind of like, you know, it's like, I don't know, like... <laughs> I don't know, kid rock or something. Exactly. Or like fucking The lead singer of the band is the leader, but then, you know, yes. you got like the bass player and the drummer and whatever. But anyways, now, um, and I played bass and drums, so it's not
1: anything. And again, again, awesome. I will point out, this is not at all like punk rock. Punk rock again is no, your outlier. Keep going.
0: <laughs> you're outlier. Now, this group of chimps had a leader. Fudoku was his name. Mm-hmm. And he was leader in uh, 2005. He fell from power mm. um, after a group of young males overtook him. Mm, mm, and then mm. he was on the outskirts kind of living in the surrounding forest. Now, usually um, older males who get kicked out of a group die pretty quickly because they don't have the support of this group of, of apes that were helping them, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Now, they mm-hmm. They've sanity, got no super pack. There's no super no. pack.
0: Now insanely he was then he he came back to the group for some reason and the alpha males murdered him and then ate his body. And like as they were eating it they like were screaming and like smashing him with rocks there's a video of it. It's it's really crazy. It's it's quite chilling. Um yeah. but it brings up the question of is is cannibalism a Is it an evolutionary thing? Is it something – it seems to be – it seems to play some role within the social hierarchy of these chimpanzees. So is it really that outrageous that we do it as well, right? We're ultimately just kind of less hairy. Some of us are less hairy. I can't speak for myself. Um, But some of us are less hairy apes, uh, right? We're just kind of apes with brains. So. You know it, it again turns up a this very is where I question.
1: would make a joke about Congress and I'm not going to we're
0: not going to not
1: going I'm saving it okay. Yes. Now here's the thing.
0: I think we actually need to have our, its own episode on evolutionary biology Marie.
1: I agree what, what is I think it is highly it's one of those highly debated things because it's like you make these assumptions where you're like, well yes X plus y definitely equals where we are now Z. But that doesn't hold water when you actually understand or look at any kind of evidence or any kind of. So here's of what I think we do
0: then. This episode has gone super long. Yes. Let's come back next roundtable okay. with an episode on evolutionary biology.
1: Ticket. Yes. Awesome. Well then, let's let's sign out, Marie. So, oh, <laughs> are you just? Are we going to delete this whole this whole part, or what are we doing? No,
0: oh! no, no, we're going to we're going to end it right there. Ah, oh, dude. Okay. 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 Does that sound good? I think
1: that sounds good. I think that sounds cool. good.
0: Cool. And then we'll do contest winners next time as well. We'll give them another week. Yes. To stew. To stew. Cool. Don't. All right. You haven't so. even
1: you haven't told them that they've won.
0: No, not yet.
1: Dude, that's cold. Okay, wait. I'm gonna so I pause it. I'm gonna pause it. No, no, no. Let's, yeah. let's just keep going. Okay. This is fine. Okay. 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 Who was the cat? That was Seaborg. Oh my god, that's a that's a cute. I'm sorry, but we this got you guys cute. screaming. Oh, and Chippy. It's fine.
0: Oh. Okay. Uh, let's do this. Okay, so, um, all right, listeners, well, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, listeners, for joining us tonight on the Mad Scientist Roundtable. Once again, I am your host, Chris Cogswell, with my co-host. Marie, I'm gonna become a vegan Mayhew. Marie, I'm gonna become a vegan Mayhew. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back in two weeks with an episode continuing the cannibalism topic and evolutionary biology, something... Well, probably more evolutionary biology than cannibalism, frankly. Oh, but I, still you know, very interesting.
1: I'm going to sneak we'll as begin, much cannibalism we'll, in as I can.
0: We'll begin on the question of what does chimpanzee cannibalism have to do with humans? And mm-hmm. how do moral behaviors come from animal behaviors? Right? A very interesting topic, I think.
1: Yes, and am I destined to eat anybody who pisses me off at work? It's a good question. I'm
0: destined for that. It's a phenomenal it's question. It's an Any:
1: question. It could be yes. It could be.
0: It could be, yes. It could be, yes. And next next roundtable, we will announce the winners of the Be a Mad Scientist podcast contest. Mm-hmm. The Be a Mad Scientist contest for the Mad Scientist podcast. Oh. That's hard to say. <laughs> Jeez, Marie. <laughs> Anyways, so if you would like to enter the contest still, you have one more week to do. So you have a couple more days. So please get those entries in. Yes,
1: but I will warn you. I will warn you now, new entries. That's some stiff competition. The other That's, entries are
0: pretty that, fucking awesome, really.
1: It is, like, yeah, I'm worried that you guys actually are, are all government-funded spooks. Oh, almost certainly. <laughs> yeah. Almost certainly. And we're just... Thank just- you again!